Welcome to Brunch with Billionaires with your host, Tamara Lur, Forbes Top 11 Most Powerful Leaders. Whilst most entrepreneurs will agree that success requires talent, persistence, and work, well, a ton of hard work, few realize that it also relies heavily on something that cannot be taught or learned through a book. It's called human design. Now, by taking advantage of human design's characteristics and abilities, you can become more successful in all areas of your life. So in this podcast episode, I'm going to explore with a dear friend of mine, Elton, and human design expert, how to harness the power of human design in order to become a more impactful and successful entrepreneur. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. I'm Tamara Lur, and welcome to Brunch with Billionaires. This is one of our behind the scenes, and we're actually going to kick off the whole series by giving you a little bit of insight into why we created this. Now, I'm pretty sure you were attracted to the title because you want to know and understand how people become billionaires, get to meet a couple of billionaires and hear their story. But what we're also going to be doing with the help of my beautiful friend, um, Elton, is we are going to figure out what the human design is. So Elton, the ultimate creator, my dear, please tell everyone a little bit about yourself and why we're going to be creating some magic. So first of all, Tamara, thank you for that beautiful introduction. You know, our journey of growing this friendship has been so meaningful to me. And I just love that I'm here to be able to talk to you and whatever billionaires that we get to meet as well along the way. A little bit about me, um, I started my career in business. So I actually worked in the business school. I went to business school, have been really focused on understanding the business mind and entrepreneurship and all those different things. But then I did a little pivot and got into the creative field. So I worked as a photographer, director, was a TV show host and commercial actor as well. So I've done a little bit of everything. And now I've recently been introduced to human design and I love the way that it shows us how we can work in our most opportune energy and just create a life of flow. Which is really interesting because one of the first conversations we had was where Mm -hmm. people look at our life and they go, my goodness, you just keep going from thing to thing to thing. And they all seem disjointed. But to you and me, it it, from the outside, it looks effortless because I don't think we're A, chasing money, B, we're attracted to things and we're very intuitive about what really serves us and what feeds our soul. Uh, And C, we just believe in abundance. But for other people, it might seem a little bit like that we're lucky But now that we've kind of know a little bit more about human design, which I want to chat to you about because I'm such an amateur at it, but fascinated by it, is it gives us some answers and some clues into why we are apparently lucky and why these things just tend to fall in our laps and why we attract the people into our life that we do. Because let's not underplay it. I mean, you know your fair share of billionaires as well. I mean, you've photographed and worked with some of the best in Hollywood and in the music industry. So, uh, you know, those sorts of people are just human beings, but we tend to attract these into our life. Why, Why did you think it was before human design? You know what? I think that um, I've always listened to my intuition. And when we, the more we talk about human design, the more we can share what that is. But um, 
I realized that I found out through human design that I'm a generator and you're a generator as well. And as generators, we're like the life force of the world. We're the people, we make up like 70% of the population. And so we're meant to do work that lights, lights us up. And so throughout my life, when I look back, I'm saying everything I did in terms of work, it lit me up, it brought me joy. It was me following my intuition to leave my six-figure career in marketing and sales to pursue a career in photography. And so even making that decision, even making that switch was really me following my design. I didn't know it at the time, but me making that decision was me just trusting this intuition that, that I have. And I'm sure that's come up in your life a lot. Like when you, for every business that you started or every move that you made, it was kind of like, this is what my gut is telling me. Yeah. And so what I realized is like the best way to make decisions is not through your, your mind, but through following your gut and, and, and the natural intuitive way that we, that we are able to move. Well, and that's interesting because, you know, when I first got into business, they do this thing called due diligence and, you know, especially as an investor, it's all part of it. And I would go on gut and then I would lead with my head and my heart. And for so long, business was, no, 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 it's a headspace thing. Like your heart is actually something that they say turn off because that's emotional. Whereas mm. I was like, no. Um, and now there's science that says that head-heart coherency actually is like your 10x in business. And if you then tap into your intuition and your human design and understand that, I mean, what could we create? How could we tap into our seed of potentiality? And I believe that a lot of people that I've met that are successful, you know, being part of YPO, which is the biggest group, young presidents organization, the biggest collection of the most successful business people in the world. I mean, we do $9 trillion in America alone. There's a, there's a common denominator, which is they have harnessed their gifts and they are doing at such a high frequency intentional or not, but they've tapped into it. And that's what I really want to uncover with you during this series is not only meet these people, hear their story, but then go a layer deeper and say, okay, what is your human design? And then let them have their aha moments, which you and I have had. So back to human design, a lot of people are saying, forget astrology, human design is the next big thing out of, you know, yeah. everyone at Bali used to be a coach. Now, now they're a human design expert. Can you really, do you believe that we were coded at birth? The funny thing is, Tamara, is that I was never into astrology or any of these things pre-Bali. So, uh, you know, another part of my journey is that in 2019, I got the, the message at the height of my career to just leave America. And I didn't know what I was leaving for. I didn't know what I was searching for, but I knew that I wanted to get a better sense of self. And so when I found human design, it kind of made everything just make sense. And so what, what we'll find in human design is that you have a design date, which is exactly like 88 days before the day that you were actually born. And so what that design date does, it instills in you is, is basically like the subconscious things that appear for you throughout your life and throughout this experience of, of life. So when I found that out, I was like, wait, this all makes so much sense that we have this code, we have this design, because there's no coincidences in why we're here. There's no coincidences, whether you're into numerology or um, 
or astrology or whatever it is, I think there's something to those numbers and those dates and, and those designs. Mm, absolutely. And it's interesting that from a very early age, I used to keep this all a secret. It was like my business secret weapon, you know, me and my business partner would meet, meet and the whole thing around business school, you've been to it, it's boring as batshit, you know, you've got to do your end of month <laughs> reports, you've got to do your quarterly, you know, updates, you know, none of that stuff excites me. I don't go, oh, yay, I have a board meeting today. I can't wait to get out of bed. Um, so what I really loved was looking at, you know, how can I go, because I'm a bit of a five-star hippie, how can I, you know, move my monthly meetings to be around the moon cycles and at the full moon? How do I release and let go of the things that went wrong in business, which, by the way, most things go wrong in business. It's not as sexy as it looks. And, you know, how do I forgive myself for that, learn those lessons, take those on board and let them go so that it's not, you know, stuck to me like a chair strapped to my leg that I drag into the next month. And then at New Moon, how do I dream about what's possible? And me and my business partner have been doing that for a long time. And we kind of were considered woo-woo if we told anyone. But, you know, really being intentional, I think, is important and listening to yourself and understanding each other. And when you did our human design charts, it was just so obvious why we gelled in business as well. So this is very relevant to business. It's not just about, you know, quitting a job, going to Bali and discovering yourself. This is this is about every area of your life, correct? But you need to start with yourself. Yeah, and, and to your point, every big business has an astrologer on deck, whether people want to believe it or not. But like, a lot of big businesses, and I know a lot of astrologers that literally consult huge businesses that we all know. So it's a thing. Yeah. Google now has compulsory meditation after a one hour meeting, but there's nothing in this stuff, right? Which is kind of cool. Right. <laughs> Nothing in it. So let's get into heart centered entrepreneurship because I believe that you know, heart-centered entrepreneurs will fix the world's problems, not governments. And the sooner we all start tapping into this and figuring how to live more intentional in every area of our life, uh, which I talk about five, which is self, family, community, business, and mother nature, the more intentional we can show up in that, I think the better the planet would be and its people. So when we talk about it in business, you've got Myers-Briggs, you've got Clifton Strengths, you've got disc profiling, you've got all these things. People are starting to use human design inside business, not only for the leaders, but for their team. What? Why is that? Well, I think people are just starting to understand that, just like you mentioned, Myers-Briggs, disc profiles, they're trying to understand their employee. They're trying to understand the best way that a business partner, employee, whoever can operate. They just want to get to know you a little bit deeper. And so from what I've seen in my research, human design is, is really deep. It goes really deep into not just how your personality is presented and the best ways to use your personality, but also just the best ways to use your actual energy. And so when we get deeper into human design, we'll understand that some people are projectors and manifestors. And what most people don't realize is that manifestors only make up 9% of the entire population. And everybody isn't meant to manifest in the way that we think of. Some people are meant to wait for things to come to them, like most generators, and we respond to life 
projectors are supposed to wait for the invitation. And so the more that you get to understand the world from that bigger schematic, then it just makes things a lot easier. And so I, I think that with human design and the deeper we go into getting to know who we work for and who we work with, the deeper that we go into that is the, the easier flow that we have in business, but also in life itself. So instead of having departments and somebody is in sales or this, wouldn't it be really cool if you went into a business and you're like, these are the energy pods and this is how they mix yeah. work together and what does it look like if we put these a generator and a manifester on this project? So really what I'm seeing is that, you know, when I've, I've done all the Myers-Briggs, all of that stuff, that was very mm-hmm. surface level. And for me, it was, you know, what, how I react to certain situations. It doesn't say why I react or what is my instinct and what am I coming from? What is the place that I'm coming from in order for me to then have these strengths or then have this sort of reaction or work best in this environment? So human design is kind of that layer underneath or am I just simplifying it too much? I think you're right on the money. I think the more that we go, because a lot of people that will be watching this amazing broadcast will be people that want to or are in the middle of starting their own heart-centered businesses, you know, people that want to shift into entrepreneurship, people that want to shift into not just working for um, somebody else, but literally working for themselves. And so many people are like, how can I work? How can I be an entrepreneur? Because we're looking at billionaires, we're looking at people like yourselves who have built these businesses. But like you said, you built your business from your, the connection of the heart and mind. And that to me is so inspiring. And that's what I think the purpose of this is. That's the purpose of even why I got into human design as a reader was because I was in it for the people, not for the money. And so I think that more than anything that this is such a great way for people to get to learn themselves a little bit better. So yeah, we're gonna to talk to some really amazing individuals that happen to be billionaires. But I think that what I want people to get from this is like, okay, how can I go deeper into myself? How can I use human design as a tool for me to create a business or create an entrepreneurship journey that's gonna really, really just be easy and flow for me? Because the more that you're in flow, the more abundance you attract, the more opportunities you attract, the more the right people that you need in your life show up. And it just makes life so much easier. Oh, that's just luck, remember? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently to the outside world. But you know what's really interesting is when we look at these billionaires, a lot of people will be going, okay, well, I have similar experience to that person. So, uh, you know, or I'm in that same sector. So that's inspiring. What I really mm-hmm. love for people to go is, oh, I'm a manifester too. And that person's a manifester. And look how they've been able to take their, their seed of potential, their energy, their birth coding, and take that and create something really magical. And, and we're going to push back a little bit because billionaire isn't just about a billion dollars of revenue. I mean, yeah. turnover is vanity, profit is sanity, and cash is king. There's plenty of people who can turn over a billion dollars or sell a billion dollars worth of property if they're in the real estate sector. But to me, it's not just about the turnover, but how what are they doing in the process? If they've done that while sacrificing people and planet, so treating their team like shit, abusing people in third world countries and in developing countries and doing damage to the environment, which 
you know, the top 3,000 companies in the world are doing $2 trillion worth of damage to the environment every year. So, yes, they might be turning over billions, but at what cost? So I'm totally okay seeing I'm in that circle now. I've got my stripes to push back on those people and say, well, how are you using this? Because really they're very blessed to have been able to tap into this and to create these businesses. How are you using this as a force for good? How are you making billions of impacts? So are you okay if we don't just interview people who have a billion dollars worth of revenue, but people who might be doing a billion impacts, like creating a billion solar panels so that people are with electricity or someone who, yeah. Are you open for that? Because I'm going to play around with this billion a bit. Of course. I mean, because, you know, I think that the way that everything is structured right now, um, just in the world as a whole, I mean, People are in uproars against capitalism because we've seen what that has done to so many people. And so, you know, maybe that shift from capitalist to more of a, I don't know, humanist mm-hmm. uh, in a sense. And and I think that this is an amazing opportunity to, to put the spark into so many people that want to start their own businesses. Because if we show people that, you know, it doesn't just take a billion dollars, like you said, to be a billionaire, it could take a billion YouTube views and what have you done with that platform? A billion song downloads. What are you What are you putting into your music? Uh, whatever it is, I think a billion TikTok uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, watchers. Exactly. You know, and and so it. It. I think that is a beautiful way to help inspire people to use whatever platforms they have to really do good. Because the more people that are like collectively using their small platforms. Uh, whatever the size to do good, it'll just raise the whole frequency of the whole world, I believe. Absolutely. And, you know, people come to me and they say, I'm B2B, I'm B2C, all of that sort of stuff. I'm like, you might want to start thinking about H to H, human to human, because that's where it's at. Uh, Heart-centered business leaders are the future. There's no such thing as, you know, being a CEO is a lonely game. I never subscribed to any of that anyway. In fact, I blended everything. Um, you know, I put family in with Barony knows this, uh, you know, and all my friends know this. I just put everything into the same bucket because I'm not willing to compromise. And if you show up in your heart space as a leader, you can be vulnerable. You can say, I don't have the answers. You can say I'm struggling and, you know, you can say, hey, I've got the kids, let's blend families and talk about business and over a bonfire and the kids can eat s'mores. You know, that's really where I get quite excited by business and just shaping that conversation. Um, Now, you have done a lot of readings for successful business people as well, and you mentioned that a lot of them secretly are tapping into this human design and astrology as almost like a little bit of a gift or gamification of their business skills. Um, You you mentioned someone in Silicon Valley. Do you mind sharing that story? Because that's quite interesting. Oh, yeah. So this is one of my uh, former co-workers. And so she has just been so successful in business. Like even her husband is a venture capitalist and um, and they both live in Silicon Valley, just super successful people. And what was like the biggest shock to me in my human design journey was that she was like, Elton, you know about human design? I'm like, you know about human design? And basically when she hires her team, cause she's like the, the chief officer of like, 
everything at a particular company. And before she hires anybody on her team, she makes sure they have a human design reader. So she literally will not hire somebody until they have a human design reader. Even it comes down to her nannies. Like she has to get human design readings for her nannies. She has to get human design readings for anybody that's going to be in her space. And for her, it's not necessarily like, uh, it's more so of a gift. That's how she views it. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm giving you the gift of this beautiful tool that has brought so much into my life, even before I knew about it. Mm-hmm. It just it just helps you to understand your, your design. And so that for me, honestly, I'll be honest, like that was a huge just confirmation of the power of this mm-hmm. uh, for me. And, and reciprocating, though, obviously, she would share her human design with people so that they know what they're getting into as well, right? Yeah, exactly. So she's exactly so she she loves that connection and she sees the benefit of it. And she's in, in her in her higher position. She sees how important it is to every decision she makes, both personally and through business. So mm, love it. And, yeah. and, you know, I'm like so open about it now. I there's no secret, you know, moon gatherings with me and my business partner. Now we share it with everyone. I mean, we've even worked out what the feminine divine in business looks like, which is not just for females, but for men as well, because when we're in our feminine and masculinity is really uh, what you need in business. Sometimes you have to be a warrior. Sometimes you have to be empathetic. Sometimes, you know, you need to step outside and think even bigger. So, um, you know, I really love that other people are doing that. And I mean, Basal actually means that ethical, moral, and of good intent whilst honoring mother nature so i'm i don't shy away from it at all so i think the more people like your silicon valley friend who come out and go oh hell yeah i'm using it um the better because (laughs) it's becoming more like that right meditation all these things are becoming more mainstream that some of the biggest leaders in the world have been doing for decades and and that's a common denominator Uh, every person i'm running a test and going do you meditate do you meditate? Do you meditate? Just inside my circles of people that I know that turned over more than 100 mil. And it was a hell yes, like unanimous almost yes. And the ones that said no were the burnt out 100 mil plus ones, you know, the ones that and perhaps done it a little bit unethically as well. So it's interesting to see the ones that were in flow and it just seemed to come naturally. Those ones all had these great secret weapons of how they were harnessing their genius. It is definitely a secret weapon. It is definitely like, I call it like a little cheat code because I can check my human design and things just make sense. And it's funny you brought up like the male feminine energy because when I looked at my human design, I just found out that I have more female energy than I have male energy. And I was like, that actually makes sense too. But but, um, I just see like the way that it's just worked for me it just made me make sense to myself. Mm-hmm. And somebody who is like struggled to understand like exactly who I am, why did I come here? Why am I being drawn to do things that are out of the norm? You know, like why am I being drawn to become a photographer when I have a six figure job? Mm-hmm. It didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It didn't make sense, you know? And now looking back, through the use of human design, I'm like, okay, this makes sense. So now as I'm growing my several entrepreneurship ventures as my as my own, I'm using design, the human design as my cheat code. So, you know, when I'm finally on here as a billionaire myself, then I'll be able to say, hey, 
I've been telling you guys all along, this is what I'm using. And if you've been paying attention, then come on and join me over here. Well, one page business plan, human design plan. So I think you should start there. But I, I mean, I had the same popcorn moment. So are we going to dive into what is my human design? Because I can't expect anybody else to share if I don't. Ah. Yes. <laughs> can we jump can we jump into yours now? You ready? Let's go for it. Let's share. All right. Open it Let's... up. Open it up. Open up my chakras. <laughs> so basically, this is um this is your energy. This is how your energy shows up in the world. This is your, your body graph. That's what it's called in the human design world. And so if you notice, there's a ton of different shapes. You got triangles, you got squares, you got diamonds and stars and all the lucky charms. And so those different shapes represent your energy centers. Most people are recognizing them as uh, the chakras. So up top, you'll see the crown center, It'll go into the Ajna, the throat chakra, and all the way down to the root. And so, um, and so when we have those different centers, this just shows us like, okay, some centers will be colored in. If you notice on your chart, you have two centers that are colored in. All that means is that that's where your energy is consistent. You have consistent energy in both your identity center as well as your, um, as well as your sacral center. And so that consistent energy in your sacral center is what makes you a generator. Now, what do you know about being and there's a There's a lot of generators, right? So. Yeah, there's a lot of generators. So generators, pure generators make, make up 33% of the world, but then they also have a hybrid called a manifesting generator. And mm -hmm. so pretty much generators and manifesting generators, we make up 70% of the whole world's population. So we're the ones that like get to work, make the make the world move. We're the ones that have all the energy to actually make these things occur. And so as a generator- We've got plenty then, of doers to fix this shit, right? On the world. Yes, we're, we There's have- There's a lot the of us. That's it's, great. And that's why it should, and so if you're watching this and you're a generator, just understand that you are meant to be here to do the work that lights you up. Simply, simple as that. If it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. And if you start operating from that kind of mindset and start to respond to life and respond to the things that are coming up, because one of the biggest, one of the biggest misconceptions that people have, because everybody thinks they need to be a manifester. Everybody thinks they need to go out there and hustle and grind. And that's kind of like what we're told to do from birth, like Absolutely. get out there, get to work, do what you need to do, hustle, hustle, grind. We, as a generator, and I want everybody who's a generator to listen to this, you are not meant to initiate. You are not meant to initiate into work. You're meant to literally respond. And that's the, I, I, just, want, I just want everybody who's a generator to listen to this, just meant to respond because things will show up for you. And I wanna ask you this tomorrow, like in your life, things have pretty much shown up for you. And the more that you sign, and the only time that you kind of do something that you wanna do is if you love it, right? Absolutely. Otherwise, if I have done it based on what social uh, answers would have, like it's logical, like this is a great opportunity. Why would you say no to this? It makes sense. If I'm listening to 
what everyone else perceives as being a great opportunity or something that I should do at this stage in my life. And I go against my intuition. They're the ones that have completely blown up in my face. So, blown up. so yeah, so that's what, that's what I said. Just focus on that. So, but we, I want to make this quick though, but um, so yeah. So if you notice that you, like I mentioned before, you're a generator and your strategy and authority are pretty much the two most important things. And so your strategy is to respond to life, like I mentioned before, and the more you respond, it makes life feel almost like a buffet. Like, you know how you go to a buffet and you're like, okay, hmm, I see shrimp. I don't know if you eat shellfish or not, but you can see some shrimp and you're like, hmm. No, I'm a vegan with a wine and cheese problem. So, <laughs> so then it's a, it's a, it's a, a wine, a wine buffet, a wine, a flight of wine. A wine and cheese buffet. Oh my God. Should be carrying me, Elton. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like that. It's just like, okay, I want, I feel like a red, like some days you just know exactly what red wine you want or exactly what white wine or if you feel like a rosé because you're on a yacht, whatever it is, that's what life is for you. It's just, you choose what is presented in front of you. And that's the easiest way to just live through life. And then your authority is your sacral chakra and it, Literally right here, listening to your gut. Because with that sacral chakra defined, you're in a place where you're meant to work. You're meant to work. You're meant to use your energy to work, but it has to be work that you love. And that's just the easiest way to put it. And we'll go a little bit deeper because you have, uh, we'll go a little bit deeper another time, but just for the sake of time, um, your profile is a four six, and we can get into what that means in the big scheme of things. And your strongest sense is outer vision. That's really, really interesting. But I, what I, want to tell I am a visionary. I've been told that. So is that what oh. that means? Yeah. So what, what you, so for instance, my strongest sense is inner vision. So I have to like close my eyes and I can envision what I need and want in life you're the opposite, you're outer vision. So you have to put yourself in places where you're inspired. So mm -hmm. even, even in your home where you just showed us your backyard with that, it's so important for you to be in places that you can get inspiration from because the more you're looking out, the more you can say, oh, this is what, and it'll give you an idea. It's like, boom, this is exactly what I need to do. So it's just a difference. We're both visionaries, but yours is like. Yeah, that makes sense. And I can't make, I, I get to a decision quicker if I have conversations and I surround myself with people that stimulate me and get me thinking about things in a different way. So whereas if I was to just go, oh, I'm going to make a decision on that and sit at home for two days and try and go inward on that decision, it's not the same as me verbalizing not it. Not the same for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not that they influence yeah. my decision, but it's just that interaction, communication. Oh, that's interesting. There you go. It, it's super interesting. And it's, and it's I love that we both have vision as our strongest sense, but the inner and outer is so different because I can't talk to anybody about the choices I make. Like I have to literally just make them <laughs> and go from there. But before we get off of your design, I just wanted to talk to you about the channels because when we talk to the billionaires, we're going to get into their channels. We're going to get into the circuitry of it all. And so basically a channel is when the centers connect to each other. So you're somebody who only has one channel, my friend. 
And that one channel. Is that a good or a bad thing? <laughs> no, it's 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 neither. It's a you thing. So yeah. it is a good thing. <laughs> Great. So, what is it? Tell me about my channel. Let's hope it's so you have low. the one channel, and it's called the channel of discovery. So if you notice, it goes from your G Center, which is all about love and direction. It's also called the seat of the soul. It goes so basically. It goes from your soul to your sacral chakra, which is all about work, creativity, sexual mating, um, desires, everything. And so basically what it's saying is that your work has to be connected to the seat of your soul. And the things that you do has to be connected to exactly how you want to move. So just really quick, 40, gate 46, and we'll go into deeper but you see these little numbers here? Mm -hmm. This is anything that's black is, is a gate that is activated in, within your system. And so gate 46 is all about the love of body. It's all about having a good sense of yourself within this physical vehicle, regardless of how you, how you tend to look at it. This is our vehicle. This is our body. This is our home of our soul. And so you have such a strong connection to not only your soul, but to the the home in which it's encapsulated in. And so when it connects, two of the things that I would, uh, that you should think about with somebody with this energy like yourself is one is that you really work best when you let go of all expectations. Mm -hmm. And when you don't, so it goes back to that outer vision almost. Like, it's not like you have an expectation of like, what's going to happen. It's like you have a, already have an inner knowing. And so and when you put expectations on things, you're like, okay, this, if it doesn't go that way, then you could cause the risk of like feeling bad because something doesn't go the way you thought it would go. But when you remove the expectations and just go with what you know, and there's nothing stronger than what you know, that that is the perfect decision-making tool is you know what's best for you you know what's best for your body and you know the right moves to make just because you just know you just literally just know it's not even like it's nothing you can explain to people you just kind of I just know it hey sorry and so lucky um, my business partner trusts me because I'll be like I can't explain it but I just know <laughs> I just know it and so I would be in business with you all day because I know that when you make a decision you just know it. And, and I'm sure your business partner can trust that and has trusted that. And that's why everything has been just kind of working out and flowing. And the only um, caution I would say is that this channel, this energy is all about being available. Like you, it, it, it just makes you feel available to everybody. So I would just mind that you watch out on, on the yeses that you give out. Mm. Very cautious because in your mind, in your heart, you're like, of course I could do it. I, I, I could do it. It can get done. But you want to really be more just, just very not stingy with your yeses, but just a little bit more, you know, diplomatic with them. Like, okay, this is not a hard yes right now. Funny you should say that because for a couple of years, one of my main disciplines was around picking Picassos. Because I studied art history, I love art. You know, I'm I'm an artist by trade, and I wrote up pick Picasso's, say no more than you say yes, 
which is something that I had to really work on because I knew that when I did that, then it didn't, it became work and it wasn't as enjoyable because I had too much on my plate and, you know, it, it affected my body, it affected my mental health, it affected everything around me and I don't function when I'm like that. And another interesting thing is that you said that the two have to connect. I've always, before impact investing was a thing, I've always been into working with people who want to do good by people and planet. And would that have something to do with the fact that if it's not heart-centered, then I can't activate it at a work level because I just, I can't do it. Like I I remember I quit my first job out of university when I got into an agency that was everyone's dream because they wanted me to work on the McDonald's campaign. And I was like, I can't sell more hamburgers. Like I can't endorse that. It just didn't sit with me. And they said, that's your job. So I had to start my own agency so that I could say yes to the ones that I wanted to and no to the ones that I didn't believe in because it just completely, I couldn't sleep at night. It just seemed like the wrong thing to do. Wow, that is such a strong lesson. And that just shows me that you've been listening to your design. You've been following your design. It's just just confirmation more because that's exactly how you know, like, before you even knew human design, you knew that you had to do it like that. And so I've, I've seen what you've been doing with Basal. I've seen what you've been doing with other, the because you're a serial entrepreneur. How many businesses do you have now? A hundred? I call it a seven year itch. But yeah, now I, you know, that's why I become an investor. I can do lots. So maybe I haven't really um, mastered the art of saying no, but um, I'm good at systems and processes. <laughs> so that I can yeah. say yes more. I think I've hacked my own human design. <laughs> I love, but I love that you shared that example because that example is so empowering to even me. Like just hearing that, I'm like, wow, you know, this is somebody that really trusts themselves and somebody who really understands that the the answers are really within you. And the more you start trusting the answers that show up for you within, the easier and not just easier, but just the more fulfilling because for human design, I want people to leave these sessions feeling fulfilled, feeling like they are not just fulfilling to themselves, but also like, you know, you feel fulfilled when you help somebody else out, you know? You feel fulfilled when- I love serving. To the world. And it doesn't have to be on a billboard. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to receive an award for it. Fulfill, fulfillment is the quietest joy you can ever experience because mm-hmm. nobody else has to know. You just feel fulfilled. So I'm, I'm so grateful that you shared that example. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't love it. I think it's really important that we also acknowledge that that takes some courage because I can't do acquaintances. I'm either so wanting to be with you and spend time with you or I just don't want that person in my life. So it does come with confrontation as well, because I don't, you cannot force me to go and do, you know, the cupcakes at the school lunch thing, because I just can't. It's not an environment I like to be in. I don't want to do idle chit chat because it's not stimulating for me. So there are challenges in this as well, because what you say no to can also be seen as socially unacceptable but I guard my time and I only want to be around conversations that stimulate me, people that stimulate me or environments that stimulate me. And if I'm not, then I, 
I feel suffocated. So how do you juggle that in in a place where society is telling you you must do the following uh, if you're a good mum? I think people need to really understand boundaries. I, I, I'll be honest, I didn't know what a boundary was the majority of my life. And I would say yes to everything. And I would allow people into my space, allow people into my energy. And it just, it, it just didn't work. And it, it's not really good for your mental health. I think that everybody that is watching this needs to understand that you're only as good for the world as you are for yourself. And so you, if you don't understand boundaries, if you don't understand the environments where you can shine, and if you don't understand the things that light you up, because that's what the world needs from you. They need 70% uh, of the population to be doing things and to be in spaces and to be in relationships that just light you up. It, it's just, it is, and it's not, I don't want people, I would love to shift the narrative that that's selfish or rude or, anything like that, because that's continuing to push this conditioning that we've, we've been experiencing since birth. And so that's another beautiful part about human design is that it's really a deconditioning process. And so when, when somebody, if somebody was new to learn about human design and they really wanted to like shift themselves into their millionaire frequency, into their billionaire frequency, then what I do with them is like, let's start the deconditioning process today. And the deconditioning process, uh, they, they typically say it takes seven years. It takes seven years to fully decondition yourself from those outside thoughts and expectations and things like that. But um, I think it's so, it's so interesting because just looking at your one channel, you're not supposed to have expectations and you're supposed to guard the amount of yeses that you give out. And so everybody doesn't have that same energy, but I think that lesson alone <laughs> can be good for everybody in, in a way. So um, yeah, I would just say like focus on, uh, I think the best use of human design for somebody who's really at the start of it is to understand that this is all about deconditioning mm. and to really look to start over. And I, I would say that one thing that billionaires are great at is they really do set boundaries and they stick to them. They're brilliant at discipline. They're brilliant at boundaries. They guard their time. They respect pe other people's time. And, and they're true visionaries. You know, they think in much bigger, bigger, um, you know, they really have an ability to see stuff that other people can't. So... That's really exciting. And, and what I tell what I tell all of all the people that I do readings with is like no is the most powerful world word in the world. Like when you think about it, no is so expansive. Because if you say yes to something, if you say yes to the cupcakes, then you're there and you're doing that. But if you say no, then now you have time to do whatever you want. You can start a whole new business during that time you'd have been trying to do cupcakes. And so I really want people to understand that no, nope, yet, whatever language you Nine. speak, <laughs> not, whatever it is, that that no is the start of you getting closer to yourself and closer to operating your design. And so you're not entering into relationships that are going to drain you or uh, 
business decisions that are not right for you or whatever it is. So love it. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so how do I harness this? And now my business partner, you did her human design. And what was really interesting is when you laid the two over the top, I mean, we we know traction really well um, from Gino Wickman. And, you know, he talks about this this visionary and this integrator and, you know, how in business, when the two of them come together, that's that's like powerful. But what was great is we got to see it from a human design perspective because you were able to put her chart and my chart together. And we'd never done that before. And what was interesting was a bit like a butterfly there between the two of us that we'd activated a lot of the chakras. And then I was over this side and she was over this side and it became this butterfly which was really interesting so when we're talking about business partnerships and even life partnerships uh how important is it that your human designs are in flow together oh my gosh i'm so glad you brought that up i didn't know we we're going that deep but uh let's keep going let's but, go. uh, <laughs> but no, I... i'm sure everybody in their life has a business partnership that went bad so Instead of getting down to the detail of he said, she said, you know, what is it? You know, it might just be as simple as you attract similar people and that's not what the business needed. I mean, I'll say this too. Like I'm not, for the rest of my life, I'm not entering into a business relationship, a personal relationship, any kind of relationship, unless I read that person's human design. Like I'm just not doing it. That's just my, that's my boundary. And I just think that it is so so important and I'm looking at you and Natalie's chart now and it's so many freaking connections I'm gonna is it cool if I bring it up I can oh bring yeah it up of course yes so you know I'm um, an open book <laughs> I, that's what I love you because you are just like me it's like sure what's up yeah so <laughs> I, I let go uh, of expectations and all of that a long time ago. <laughs> I got a few scars from it, but now I'm just like, I don't really care what anyone thinks. If they have an aha moment from our conversation and it transforms their life in one little bit, I'm cool with that. Yes. So I'm looking at you. So you're over here on the right. Mm -hmm. um, this is your chart that we showed a little bit earlier. And this is Natalie's chart that we showed, um, what we're showing now, right? And so this is you guys together. You can see there's a lot of energy, a lot of just connections. And the thing that I want to kind of highlight here is the, the energy that I love is there's four different types of connections for the energies, right? So there's compromise channels and compromise channels are pretty much where um, somebody has a full channel. Remember how you had the full discovery mm. and somebody has a full channel and then the other person has half of it. So it's a compromise. And then, and a dominance channel where somebody is just like, has full, has that channel and somebody else doesn't. And, but the one I really wanna highlight are the electromagnetic channels down here. And so electromagnetic channels are where somebody has half of a channel and, your business partner, your relationship has the other half of that channel. And so when you guys come together, then you create a third energy that is like magic. And so you and Natalie have one, two, three, four, five, six. 
electromagnetic channels. So in six different areas, you guys are creating this third energy that is so beautiful. And so even, even before you saw this chart, I'm sure you were just like, this is my business soulmate. Like, this is just, it just is what it is. It's like- Absolutely. The day I met her, I, I don't do meetings for very long. And I said half an hour, because I don't do idle chit chat, right? I said, so I gave a half an hour for a friend and we were there three hours later. And my gut was like, this is my soulmate in business. She took a little yeah. bit longer to get to, to that yeah. space because, um, you know, she'd had some bad experiences and said that she was going to say no to business partnerships in the future. Um, but it didn't take long for us to realize, for her to realize that, you know, she she was safe with me and that I only wanted what was best for her first and business was second. And, uh, you know, we became, we call each other, you know, wifeys in business. <laughs> so that's, yeah, you know, I love that. And we have no problem with it. You know, we, it's interesting when we're in LA and uh, I used to travel there with her because we're in business and, you know, I have a husband and kids and, but I would, when she left for the airport, I would cuddle her and say goodbye and say, I love you. And so then people started saying, oh, Tamara's a lesbian, <laughs> just and I'm like, whatever you want to make that mean, my friend. But if I can't be in love with the person that I spend more time with than my husband and I can call her my best friend and I can, you know, give her a hug and, and I'm fine to say I love you to her because I genuinely love her. I don't need to put on anything just because I've got business people in the room. So it's interesting how society interprets that, but that's what they made it mean. But is that a lot? Like there's six there. How many? Are that's there? a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Like that is a lot of, that's a lot. Like I have done these charts quite a few times, like the business charts and like the average you'll see is like two, maybe three, but to see six. That's cool. Is a lot. So I'm glad you validated it for me, my intuition. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. And and I'll be honest too, it was funny because there was a guy, so I'm gay, sp speaking of lesbians. And so there was a guy that I met and I was like, why am I like so head over heels with this man? Like, what is going on? And I promise you, I read his chart because I was like, you know, I don't date people or even get to know people but I don't have their charts. We had eight oh electromagnetics. We had eight. Oh and my I was God, like, that's energy on another level. I was like, that's, but to me, it was like, this is why I felt like this around him. Like, we just had one phone conversation. I was like, I'm coming over. Like, I need to meet you in person. And <laughs> right. when we met in person, it was like, whoa. So I bring up that story just because I'm like, there is something to this. Like, whenever you meet somebody and there's just like, I don't know why, I because I'm sure in both of your lives, there's no lack of you meeting people. And some people are just lovely, like this lovely person, but just not my person. Great energy, love your love your vibe. But you know what I'm saying? Like, but when you really have this, I, I, I really wanted to point that out because to see those six electromagnetic, electromagnetic channels is, and the, that is beautiful energy because it, it literally says in the teachings that, it, it takes one energy and the other energy and it makes a third energy. 
And that third energy is, is divine. I love so. it. Thank you for validating. And thank you for taking the time to share. I mean, this gift, really, you're helping people tap into what's already there. And a lot of people, if they met someone for the first time, you could have gone, oh, it's a bit weird to go straight over and say, let's meet because that's not the order of dating, correct? But yeah. you and I naturally just go with our instinct and not care about what people think or, or expectations. And it's worth it because you get to have these beautiful experiences and, and a lot quicker in your life. So, you know, decoding, I think what I got out of today's conversation is decoding, which is almost like de-sliming yourself from society. Or deconditioning. So, uh, deconditioning. I like, I like coding too. This kind of can work too. Yeah. So we've got to, you know, we've got to figure out what is our code. We've got to then take that next step, you know, of deconditioning and and then really just letting your beautiful self that you're born with this is your seed of potentiality just go with it right it's yeah. it's really not that difficult people make life a lot more difficult than it needs to be but if we just realize that this is who well, who we were born to be in this lifetime what's possible so thank you and i can't wait to freak out a few billionaires you probably don't even know what this stuff is, but uh, I have a saying, freak them in or freak them out. So I figured, let's freak them out, Elton, shall we? Let's do it. Let's, let's high five. High five. Hack some billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> People want to get in contact with you. If they want to get the human design, they can go to Brunch with Billionaires website and tap into that. And, you know, I'm happy to put my chart up there if people want to have a look at it um, and see it again. But, you know, we're open books. We're here to serve. And as true visionaries, we will show you what's possible for yourself so that you can have a life of abundance. You know, create a business that's worth a billion, but more importantly, create a business that serves billions. There are billions of invisible people on this planet that need our help. Let's step up and create businesses that can help them at mass. So thank you, my dear friend. I look forward to this journey. Yes, I am so excited for this. And I just looked at our charts. We have three electromagnetic charts together. So that's cute. That's oh, a cute little average. You know? Three's a good number. So I think, that's, like I think it's fine. It's, it's above average. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. Well, let's take well, out three and your eight. And my six, and like, let's get lights and fires, shall we? Yes, Sparks. let's do it. Sparks everywhere. <laughs> Thank you, my love. Till next time. Bye, gorgeous. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for brunching with us. If you're wanting to scale your revenue and impact, apply to join a group of like-minded entrepreneurs in an elite private forum guided by Tamara and Natalie as your mentors. To apply, go to buesaleacademy.com slash interview. That's B-E-U-S-A-I-L academy.com slash interview. Also, be sure to subscribe to Brunch with Billionaires for alerts when a new episode is released. Till next time, lead with profit and purpose.